0: All right, so say he's found guilty of this. What does a typical sentencing look like for a crime of this nature? And how soon after the sentencing will the Dallas Cowboys try to sign Richard Sherman? <laughs>
1: <laughs> this guy. See what we got. <laughs> uh, I'll start with the question. I think it depends on how far into hard knocks they're filming because, you know, <laughs> <laughs> Jerry Jones can never deny himself a story.
0: Chris Hansen here, and I'm gonna need you all to take a seat right over there and check out Birds like versus Boys.
2: I think you're completely right here, and I hate it. Idiots, yep.
0: stop doing dumb things. I got two phones. Upside alert, Upside alert. I might go insane.
2: I think you're already there.
0: There's no hope, hope Dude, is gone. You know, if this was an AFC North podcast, we'd be done in 15 minutes. Bob Hope. I'm gonna drink bleach, that is? Be the team you promised me you were gonna be this year! This is the Consciously Hopeful Podcast. I'll be
2: watching. Welcome to episode 66 of Birds vs. Boys. We are another week closer to the NFL season. We are under nine weeks away from the Dallas Cowboys and the Super Bowl defending champ Tampa Bay Buccaneers opening the season in Tampa. And we're... Less than a week away, and from the Cowboys heading to training camp since they will be playing the Pittsburgh Steelers in the Hall of Fame game this season. So I am actually getting super excited. We have a lot to talk about in this episode, including the issue with Richard Sherman. I'll let you tell everybody the guest today, but uh, I was not here last week. I miss you. How are you?
1: I'm on the threshold of hell.
0: So great. That's how you're doing. <laughs> No, I am. I um. I do not have air conditioning. This oh. is the worst. Why would anyone live in the dark ages? Like back in the Civil War times, they just didn't have air conditioning and walked around in those huge coats. Like, what was wrong with them? This is awful. I live in a glorified sauna right now.
2: So, that, I don't know. If, I think you did listen to uh, the first episode of Spitballing, Branded Sports' brand new podcast with myself and CEO Joe, your uh, mortal enemy. But he yeah. was saying we went through the NFC West mascots and which mascots we could win in a fight to the death with the actual mascot, not like the fake little mascot. And he said the 49er would whoop our ass, he said, because anybody who lived before air conditioning could just beat him up in a fight.
0: No, because you lose the will to live. They're looking for a way out. Why do you think their life expectancy was like 32 years? They got married when they were 14 and were like, oh, that's weird. No, it's because you only live 32 years. If I lived without air conditioning like that every day, if someone just tried to attack me in a scenario like you guys were talking about, I'd be like, have at it, pal, because I'm about done with this place. Dude, that's could how could, could you walk across
2: now. America to go dig out some gold every day in a mine? That dude will, I, I don't
0: know. I walked in this apartment. Pretty much the same right now. Without this air conditioning, just mine is the goal. Also, let's talk about this little spitballs, this mm-hmm. new little podcast on the block. We touched about it last week when you weren't here. I was here on mm-hmm. one knee. Last week, I recorded. I had uh, I had a very well thought out blog. I recorded two shows. I became best friends with Dan Orlowski. We had mm-hmm. some viral tweets. Thank you um i'm i've now recorded two shows this week into the sauna and what do i get on the first episode of spitballs you think oh well i it might be like kevin being like oh i missed recording with aiden no criticism two minutes in from both of you ridiculous i gotta put it's you know it's i gotta play
2: both sides it depends on you know, where I am in a situation, I may be, you know, a Republican when I'm at one party and I'm a Democrat at the other party. I just have to, you know, you got to play the audiences that you're with.
0: I guess, I guess. But I mean, I I do,
2: I I get his beef. I think you guys need to go on beefing. I think that would be pretty funny if, you know, if (laughs) Ali and and Joe would ever record another episode. I don't know. Is
0: that show still a thing? I think it would be funny if they recorded a show. Where Joe was a host and Joe was also the topic of the beef. Yes. I think you. that would actually be a good concept <laughs> with me. <laughs> I but I, you know, I I
2: get his beef because yeah, you did. You stole his best friend. So he's I think mm-hmm. spitballing is a way to try and get me back in his good graces. Mm-hmm. And he stole Vince. Did steal Vince. But yeah, Vince does. I mean, time. I'm glad he stole Vince because I mean the clips that he puts out are just phenomenal. I got I can't lie, the spitball ones look fucking fresh.
0: I like the Birds versus Boys. Oh, Call I me old. School. I mean
2: that's my that's my my number one. My OG baby number one. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Well, back to Bert. Sorry to take you away from spitballs for an hour, but the people want to hear the technical notes of what's going on tonight. So, The big story, as we record today, Richard Sherman arrested, being held without bond. Um, Also might be involved in a hit and run, too. But the main charge was uh, a domestic abuse, burglary, domestic violence charge. So we have on Andrew Courtney Esquire, our new legal counsel that Kevin befriended. And he is now, I'm calling him our sports advisor, lawyer, Legal counsel for Birds vs. Voice, all of it.
2: And fun drinking partner. I, I'll add that.
0: Oh, <laughs> that too.
2: <laughs> Legal inside, correspondent,
0: yeah. Yeah, drinking met him, partner. Uh,
2: met him in Turks and Caicos, great guy. And uh, just, I love when you meet someone like that. And one, they're a really cool guy. And two, that's just like the perfect
0: person to know. It was the perfect per- person to know in a situation like this because you're going to listen to this interview. And we always fool around a lot. But he said a lot of things for people who probably never took the bar exam like you and I and made this whole situation make a lot more sense. Because mm-hmm. reading a few tweets on it doesn't really help the, the scenario or the situation. This does. This helps a lot. Yep. So we'll get into that. Uh, and then also follow us on TikTok because the the TikTok tonight is elongated. It'll probably be heavily debated. Um, Vince is really going to get you on YouTube with that one. <laughs> and then also follow us on Twitter because we've been posting a lot of stuff there lately too. So I am ready to talk about actual football or I'm ready to talk about, about actual
2: underwater. football too. Um, but the actual football topic, you know, that we're not going to be talking about is Aaron Rodgers. He's playing in green Bay. Can we just stop? I'm so... F- fucking sick and tired of all these national programs. What's he going to do? What's he doing? What did he say during the match? He's just toying with everybody. He's playing in green Bay. Just stop. It's,
0: Where else is he going? Probably,
1: right
0: yeah, it's probably the most boring topic in the world. So, you know, I think both of us feel that way. Yep. It's just, there's just not a lot of excitement nope. there. Like we both think he's going back to green Bay. It's just the the media is out of control. The media is toxic. I think that's my only point with the Eagles here tonight too. So Nick Sirianni has never coached a game. We do not know how he will be as a coach, as a leader, as, a, as the head of the locker room. But yet, there, Michael Robinson of the NFL Network, can't believe you let me down, Michael. I love the 2004 Penn State team. Can't believe you let me down. He said that there were unnamed sources he knew of in the locker room that didn't believe that Nick Sirianni could lead. This has got to stop. They're starving of football content, and they're just making up stories just to have something to talk about. The Aaron Rodgers thing, the Sirianni thing in in Philadelphia, like, you're just making stuff up.
2: I I love – I forget who it was. I think it was uh, a beat writer for The Athletic for the Eagles, and he, like, quote-tweeted the 94-1 thing, and he's like, funny, haven't heard a peep about that before. Like – yep all the plot like Lane Johnson coming out name names. I think was it Fletcher Cox last night who tweeted like, who's lying today. Yeah. <laughs> it's just, I, I love how, well, I hate it. Cause it, I think it's kind of showing that the team is sick of this as well. And I think this is another thing that they could rally around, but the way that they're all reacting to this, I, I don't think it could be any more perfect instead of just ignoring it. And, you know, yeah, well it's the Philly media here we go again like just they're like all right we're fucking done with this
0: yeah I I feel like we're we it dealt with so many locker room reports from the past few years that the last thing anyone wants to do is have to deal with that again but here we are dealing with that again and you don't even know like that's the craziest part you don't know because he's never coached a game so exactly. why don't we let him like take the field week one against Atlanta and then decide? It's just ridiculous. Um, I, I have been talking with my friends. I think Sirianni going to be the type of guy who is – when Miles Sanders breaks off a 65-yard touchdown run, he's also sprinting down the sideline with Miles Sanders on the way to the end zone. <laughs> he seems like he has that type of energy. And he he just seems like, like – why not? He's a young guy.
2: He seems like he's injecting energy into a team that looked flat and dead. He's the perfect type of coach – for a young team, like let him do his thing. I, I just I don't understand why the media, like, are there even people in this in your fan base that feed on this and enjoy this? Like, why would you want to be a, a fan of the team and you're like, yep, coach hasn't even coached one game, but I don't think he can do it. Like, go in optimistically, let the guy prove who he is. And if, Two years, three years down the line, they suck. Then we can talk have that conversation. As
0: was about to say, it's one of the rare times where I think everyone in the fan base is actually taking a positive approach and is optimistic. We're like, eh, we'll see what happens. We don't expect to win a Super Bowl. We have some pieces where we're like, oh, they could be good. They could be exciting to watch. That's kind of where we're at with it. So when someone comes out and says this, everyone's like, no, we're not doing this. So that's kind of where we're at do you
2: think this was just a big shot in the dark to try and stir shit up from like a 94 mm-hmm. one and they're just like, Oh, well that mm-hmm. missed.
0: Mm-hmm. Cause then everybody runs with it and it's a story, but it's a non story, but you're still going to click on it. Cause you're like, Oh, who would say that? And it's like, and then you read the story and you're like, Oh, they don't actually have any names. So it's just all a grab for clicks, for attention, for stuff like that. But I, I'm, with you, we were talking pre-show, training camp starts soon for the Cowboys, soon after that for the Eagles. I'm I'm just ready to see them on the field and see Sirianni and how he leads and if he is a good coach, and I will withhold my judgment until that time.
2: There's no reason to judge. There's literally zero reason to judge until product is on the field.
0: Yeah, very true. All right. Um, I have I have a little fun thing, oh. but do you want to talk about the Cowboys first since we did the Eagles? Because my little fun thing pertains to both teams. Okay. Yeah. I'll uh
2: give my little spiel. So but first before I fly into the Eagles, I forgot to tell you. So I um uh, I go fishing sometimes with my father in law, like off the shore fishing for striper drum fish out of Cape May. So he asked me, I've never been on a tuna trip. And they go on tuna trips, you know, a um, couple times, once a year once every other year. And I've always been very hesitant about it. Like, can I be on a boat for 30 hours? I don't know. No. So um, we were in Turks and Caicos. And we were on the phone. He's like, listen, really want to put this trip together. There's somebody that really wants to go, but I need a certain amount of guys. I'm like, yeah, all right, I'll go. I, w- I will do this. So he's like, all right, we're, you know, September, we're booked. It's good. It's a Thursday night. Um, so we go out Thursday afternoon, takes like five hours to get to the Canyon, get out there and then you're out there, you know, Thursday night, all day, Friday, and then you come back. Sure. Okay. No problem. I can, you know, take off work. The trip is September 9th.
0: <laughs> oh, you screwed up. Oh man. You did bad. I did really. You didn't ask the dates beforehand. I think I did,
2: but I was drinking and I didn't remember. So one, oh, I was going to be in Tampa for the game. Um, my buddy Matt Yost and um, my buddy A- Anthony, who lived down there, who lives down there, has tickets, and I was going for the game. Well, I don't think I can do that anymore. But so. We leave, and we just like you just like take the boat out for five hours, and I think it leaves around like eight or so, seven thirty. This boat has like a bar area inside with a forty-two inch TV and Direct TV, Wi-Fi, and bedrooms and shit. So I will be able to watch the game from the boat so this could be the most interesting game i've
0: ever (laughs) you're adding that to the list vince vince has an ongoing list that he's shown us before of places he will never go one is space two is anywhere sharks live three wildwood four nashville and five that he just added tuna fishing those are vince's places that he will never go can't wait to
2: that list to just keep growing but so i will be watching the opening game of the dallas cowboys and the tampa bay buccaneers on a 42 inch flat screen tv on satellite tv from a fishing vessel
0: I, I thank god that thing has the tv though could you imagine it's being stranded on the open water for the season opener and you're like well i have no idea what's happening
2: that's what my my father-in-law was like just shut your phone off for the entire trip we'll record it at the house and when we get back to make you know the tuna and everything we'll just watch it then i'm like no what
0: that's not how society works these days you'll find that, out yeah that can't you'll find out can't happen can't happen. Um. Yeah, there's no chance. Also, if if they if you would have missed the game and they would have won, you couldn't watch another game until they no until they lost. Right. Yeah, exactly. That's how yeah, that's how jinxes work. That's how yes. superstitions work. Yep. There's no chance you're be. allowed to watch that game. Yep. My wife would be very happy
2: then, then, but she'd be like, Oh, you can't watch the game. But she'd be <laughs> angry that the Cowboys were continuing to win. But speaking of um the Dallas Cowboys, they go to camp in Oxnard. Um In less than a week, like we said, because they play in the Hall of Fame game. They are on Hard Knocks, which I'm excited about while at the same time annoyed about um, third time that they've been on. I will be all in. Obviously, I'll be locked in. It's going to it's going to be an absolute show with Jerry Jones. You know that, you know, they're going to have anything and everything. There's going to be made up drama beyond belief and. I feel like this hard knocks is going to be projected in the mainstream media like none other before because mm-hmm. it's the Cowboys. And it's going to annoy the goddamn hell out of me.
0: Ah, uh, well, this is what you signed up for.
2: Can you imagine get yeah. up the the every morning after it airs?
0: Yeah. Every talk show, really. Think undisputed with Skip, even just like the viral clips. Like the viral Twitter clips that'll go like Bleach Report will have and everybody like that. Oh, you're going to be tired of – Yeah. You're going to be tired of this team before you ever see them play. Like I – like, your Hard Knocks and national media,
2: please don't ruin Michael Parsons for me before he plays an actual game.
0: Oh, please don't ruin him for me either.
2: Please. Because I think he's going to be an animal. The more I I watch his tape – the more I think about this pick, maybe I'm just it's, you know, it's mid-July, training camp's coming, football's almost here, I'm excited, I'm optimistic, everybody's and o, But I think this is a fucking fantastic pick, and I I think he's going to be a beast for them.
0: I watched a clip of him golfing, and he swung it so hard he couldn't hit the ball, and that's exactly what I want my linebacker. Mm-hmm. Somebody who's going to swing so freaking hard that they swing right past the ball. You either got to drive it 500 feet with no sense of direction or completely miss. That's how I know you're good at hitting people.
2: And you know, he's good at hitting people because you've watched every snap of him since he was in seventh grade.
0: Yes, that is correct.
2: <laughs> uh, speaking of uh, camp and camp fights and practice. So uh, the Dallas Cowboys were one of three or four teams um, that were fine for their OTA workouts, 150,000, a hundred thousand fine to the team, 50,000, fine to Mike McCarthy because they practiced too hard. And I could not be more excited about it. That is the most exciting fine I've ever heard about. If I've never been excited about a team or a player of mine being fine, because usually that means a Cowboys players smoking weed or a defensive mm-hmm. lineman is in domestic violence and all those things are never good and horrible. But this I am so excited about because maybe that means that this team is actually taking this, Seriously, maybe Dan Quinn has this defense locked in. Unlike Mr. Mike Nolan last year when I knew in week one that we were screwed because they showed a video of him up in the box during the game and he had his feet up on the fucking table and
0: he had his little oh, thing yeah. like this.
2: And I said, we're, we're done. This defense is going to be terrible. So I am excited about the fine.
0: Yeah, I think this is the, of all the things that get fined for, this is the one you can kind of – it's a little bit different with college kids, you know. Like if you get in trouble because mm-hmm. you're overworking the college kids, that's one thing. But I guess it, for a team that has the the effort has been questioned in years past, recently, I think this is probably a good find to take on the chip. I would
2: love if Jerry Jones like sent a Brinks truck to the NFL headquarters in New York City, and he just dropped off a hundred grand in dollar bills and pennies. Yeah just fucking dumped it in (laughs) pennies in the middle of Roger Udell's office. Yeah. I agree. How, how does
0: that get paid? Is it electronically? Do they write? I don't know. Yeah. Well, how do they do that? Does it say like from Dallas Cowboys to (laughs) NFL? Like, I don't know. You know, Jerry, Jerry's just,
2: he, well, he's not, it's, I'm sure it's a secretary somewhere or an accountant that, but it probably goes right to Roger Goodell. It has to balance the books, yeah. He takes 50 of that. Thank you.
0: Or when they when they pay a fine, they pay the fine, and then he slips them a little extra. It's like, here's the fine money. Mm-hmm. Here's the money money for when it's the third quarter and we need a call. Mm-hmm.
2: Mm-hmm. Now, the Mike McCarthy getting fined 50, do you think Jerry makes him pay it, or do you think Jerry pays no, it No, I think
0: the team pays it. Yeah, I don't think there's any chances the coach actually has to pay it. Yeah. And any any team, not just because of yeah, the Cowboys. Yeah. I genuinely don't think a coach would have to
2: pay that. I kind of love that Urban Meyer got fined too. Like first first training camp in the NFL. The
0: yeah, Jags are getting fine. Yeah, just has learned nothing. Like yep. Florida, Ohio State, Jacksonville, just trouble follows. He'll mm-hmm. be he'll fake a heart attack by week two, and he's out. He's he's it. out. He's gonna be, go right back to FS1 being. By by the uh, by the Ohio State Michigan game he'll be back on the sideline commentating.
2: And my my last point here because there's there's a lot I'm not going to go position by position everything obviously we're going to be doing that once we're in training camp. Um, mm-hmm. Two things: one, we have a very very exciting guest. I'm not going to name names yet. Um, maybe he's a former player, maybe he's not, but he is um, for the Dallas Cowboys that is going to be joining the program before the season starts. Um, We're going to be doing a show hopefully with a former Eagle and with this one that we already have locked in for a former Dallas Cowboys player. I'm really excited. Um, He was a very, very good player for the Cowboys, a very fun player. Um, Shout out to our guy, Kyle Yeomans for hooking this up, but it's an interview that's going to be coming up that you're not going to want to miss. I'm really excited for it. The great uh,
0: lead into the season when we do do it.
2: Absolutely. And last thing, um, I've been seeing pictures and workout videos from Ezekiel Elliott, and he's not fat anymore, and you know, blah blah blah. I'm, you know, I, I don't even care about that. But the one guy that I do care about that looks absolutely yoked, put on size, he looks fast is Ceedee Lamb. I think Ceedee Lamb has the opportunity to be wide receiver number one for the Dallas Cowboys this year. Uh, I'm not underrating Amari Cooper. I just think he has the chance to take the next step in this second season and become a top five to six type wide receiver in the NFL.
0: I think that C.D. Lamb has the potential to be wide receiver number one in my heart this season.
2: I think he, he'll always be there for you.
0: <laughs> he'll
2: always be there. Until the, until the Slim Reapers catching three touchdown passes in week four
0: in Dallas. If he catches a bomb to start the game in Atlanta week one, I will be insufferable. I will swim out to that boat.
2: (laughs) But yeah, CD lamb. I think he's going to be a freak. Fantastic. Fantasy football and real life football.
0: Me too. Yeah. Top five, maybe both. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. All right. I've got one more thing before we go to an interview. Like I said, we had, I had something a little fun that I thought we could go over. Um, And it can pertain to both of our teams. So this past week, the MLB draft occurred. Um, They don't promote it that well, but it was still a lot of fun to watch. Mm -hmm. The Angels had an interesting strategy where they had 20 selections and took 20 pitchers. So all they did was take pitchers. Um, Interesting strategy, but it got me thinking, if it were our teams and they only drafted one position with every single pick, what position would it be you want me to go first sure yeah go ahead
2: secondary cornerbacks okay. can i do cornerbacks and safety and just lump it in? yeah seven? i
0: feel like that's fair because we secondary. got bullpen pitchers we got starting pitchers yep, exactly so i think it's fair so yeah. give
2: me the secondary because this secondary is going to be the achilles heel of this team this year i believe the safety position has been a mess uh, you know since woodson played here i don't even want to hear about roy williams um they've never addressed it well so just throw darts at the board hopefully one or two or three stick
0: i think i like that strategy for my pick for the eagles as well eventually one of these guys has to work out i would say wide receiver uh, just the drafts are a crap shoot mm-hmm. the infamous sam Hinkey said that just keep drafting 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 accumulate all these picks eventually somebody's got to work out so i would say for the eagles i'd go with wide receiver they've already taken three wide receivers in the past five years and aguilar jalen Reger, and now Devonte smith not to mention a few others in the second round like jj ortega Whiteside. so i don't know just keep drafting them maybe one of them will finally work out
2: and hey think about the matchups we would have for the next couple of years if we took 20 corners and you took 20 20- receivers oh yeah that's be a, perfect combattles.
0: yeah that'd be awesome that's actually great that our answers work perfect you take 20 corners we'll take 21 receivers and let's see who works it out let's see what happens oh <laughs> uh, yeah it's great but yeah i oh, thought fall that was is interesting back
3: question. baby
2: i'm so excited i'm so excited
0: we're close I, we're close
2: i, I don't want to wish the rest of my summer away because i i love summer i know you're you know hate the heat and blah 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 and i and i do love fall. You know, apple picking, pumpkin pie, plaid, you know, sweatshirts with shorts, bonfires. It's great football.
0: I was going to say college football is like my number one fall activity, but okay,
2: yeah. Yeah. Pumpkin beer. Um, But. I still need my summer. I love my summer. I've been at a different beach every weekend for the last like four weekends. It's phenomenal. But football being so close makes me so excited
0: listen i can buy sand and throw it in my living room and it will be your beach for this weekend because this is unbearable oh yeah, you could also turn on your lights <laughs> yeah the big light that we got here for mm-hmm. for, for recording i'll just put it over you could tan you can work on your tan i'll put some sand out i've got a mini fridge i'll stock it with some land shark and corona we'll be good
2: i'll bring, I'll bring my beach. Alexa over and just be like Alexa play ocean noises
0: yes oh yeah we'll have the full ocean scene going maybe i'll let one of the neighbor's kids run around and scream and kick up the sand to give you the full beach effect
2: perfect yeah so that's like like, uh old school we do some sand in here maybe foam (laughs) great movie great movie oh our last uh podcast last week i sent a tweet i was like dear baby jesus
3: Odd and off putting to pray to a baby.
2: Look, I like the Christmas Jesus best, and I'm saying yeah, grace. Please let us have football because I don't know how many plaid couple pictures that apple picking every Saturday and Sunday I can take on my timeline.
0: Yeah. You, the the girlfriends and relationships are gonna run out of cliche fall Instagram captions by like October 12th if there's no football <laughs> background. You okay, man. I'm sorry. This is my
1: nightmare. <laughs>
0: That that was from our first uh, show ever. Yeah. Or second, second, maybe second, yeah.
2: 63 episodes ago.
0: It was the first one that we had Vince. And he wasn't like, hey, idiot, do you want to use your lights? He was like, let me record this video of you in the dark. In your hair. Well, I had the, I had the full dependent. hair. I was like, the what? yeah, like uh, Outer Banks is coming back. I'm going to have to grow it back out.
2: Uh That is, that. see, Vince, he's always here, always always ready to pull shit up. All right. (laughs) I think it's time to pull up our guest, no?
0: Yes, absolutely. All right, so we prefaced it in the beginning. Richard Sherman is the story of the day, pretty serious allegations against him coming out. Uh, So we went to a source that could help explain it for two people who never made it to law school. So Andrew Courtney Esquire, our legal analyst, legal correspondent, sports legal correspondent, and our legal counsel for this podcast, When I Get Us in Trouble, we are going to talk to him about the Richard Sherman allegations, as well as a few other things, a little surprises and wrinkles in there as well. So here he is, Andrew Courtney, our interview presented by Stateside Baca. All
2: right, Aiden, we're, uh, we're switching up the guests here a little bit, and we're bringing in the guy that we have on retainer. We've had him on retainer for about three weeks since I met him in Turks and Caicos. Uh, it's the branded sports slash birds versus boys attorney slash legal analyst, uh, Andrew Courtney Esquire. Um, he's, he's just one of our boys, but he's going to help us dive into the Richard Sherman issue. Obviously Richard is in some trouble and we want to find out how much trouble. So, we bring Andrew in. Drew, what's up, buddy? How you doing?
1: Yo, what's going on, Kev? How you doing, man? Uh, awesome. Good, can't complain. Uh, maybe I'll be able to shed some light on what's going on with uh, Mr. Sherman.
2: Yes, we, we need. We're. I mean, <laughs> Aiden will dive into his education, um, but yeah. both of us, I think, need some light to be shed. <laughs> All right.
0: Yeah, let, let's start there because I had a very bad public school education, so I need a lot of help. So can you explain it to a guy like me? Richard Sherman was arrested for burglary domestic violence. Could you break down what that means? Because in our brains, it sounds like two different crimes.
1: Yes and no. So uh, I'll start with the legal jargon first. And as I'm explaining it, um, I'll break it down to layman's terms. So to back up a little bit, uh, Richard Sherman was arrested and charged with burglary domestic violence. The crime in and of itself of a burglary... Most people associate burglary with, you know, breaking into your home and stealing something. Yeah. Legal you took something from me. Right. The legal definition of burglary is entering a dwelling, either occupied or unoccupied, to commit a crime therein. For example, if I broke into Kevin's place and damaged all of his property, didn't take anything, and then left, I've committed a burglary. I've, I've committed a burglary criminal mischief, right? So in this circumstance... What the allegations are again, without looking at the facts, is that uh, Richard Sherman uh, entered a dwelling to commit the crime of uh, uh, domestic violence, and/or domestic violence that could be, you know, uh, a battery, an assault, a strangulation, anything along those lines. Okay,
2: so it's it's technically is two, but one rolled into Correct. one weird kind of donut.
1: Got it exactly. Okay. I, I'll give you one more example. You know, before we uh, move off of that. Um, a burglar could be any, as like I said, uh, dwelling uh, occupied or unoccupied. You could be burgled in your car for like you know, if you have road rage uh, on, the, on the, the freeway, get to a stop sign, and some guy comes up to you and punches you in your car, he's committed a bird battery on you, at least down here in Florida. That's what they call those.
2: So, it, it's kind of, have you ever watched Entourage? Yes, so like when, um, who was it, Drama? came out with the golf club and started smashing the guy's car on the freeway? So that, would that be battery or not because he didn't attack the guy, just the car?
1: Just the car? That would be, you know, depending on how much fear the guy was in, assault with a dead weapon, um, criminal mischief. But if he had gone inside the car to damage the guy or beat the guy up, he could have been charged with a bird bat.
2: Okay.
0: Okay. All right, I so... Yep, going. (laughs) No, I just it makes sense in my brain now. So burglary is like the act of forcing your way into a premise where that's why it's different than robbery, because robbery you're taking something back out. Kind of. Yeah. Okay. I got it.
1: So entering any premise that you don't have the authority to be in. Uh, I know that you know TMZ is constantly updating all of this stuff. So it seems as though the domestic violence has to do with a family member of Richard Sherman. Um, bringing it under that domestic umbrella. And if Mr. Sherman didn't have the authority to be at this home, then, you know, uh, a burglary would be applicable. That
2: makes sense. So the big thing, too, as soon as this came out, when Adam Schefter put the tweet out and then I sent it to you and we we're everybody, you know, it blew up.
1: Yeah, sure, it's going one back. Of the
2: Oh, everywhere. <laughs> so one of the biggest things was that he was denied bail. And that was like a huge thing. But now I'm kind of hearing in these situations with domestic violence
1: attached, that's like an automatic? So yes and yes and yes. In domestic violence cases, uh, because there is a victim that is of high risk, they typically try to hold those no bond until more information is provided. Got it. Um, There are certain crimes. Actually, I'll, I'll back up. So there are certainly... As a matter of right, you are entitled to a reasonable bond for any crime that you commit, except capital offenses, your murders, your homicides, or first degree felonies that are punishable by life in prison. Those cover uh, kidnapping, arson, um, uh, batteries, uh, manslaughters, and things of that nature that fall under that first degree umbrella. So when you're being held no bond, that's essentially the court and the legislature saying that this crime is so heinous and so egregious that there's no possible way that we can keep the community safe, that we have to hold this person without the benefit of bail.
2: Mm-hmm. Makes sense. That makes sense. Um, so I, I don't know if you've heard it, but now the 911 call is out. It's on Twitter. You can listen I've to not, it. It's like not two not. minutes long. Uh, so his wife calls um, and she said that he was telling the people in the house that he was going to kill himself. He was text messaging multiple people saying he was going to hang himself. Can a court sort of like demand counseling or for him to go to a facility to deal with this? If it's like linked within the crime.
1: As a condition of his uh, confinement, they can definitely order that. And obviously, you know, um, whoever he has on retainer, his defense counsel would listen to these messages. Uh, Either file a motion or um, rely on the judge or the court at any stage of the proceeding. Say, listen, you know, we need to get a mental health evaluation going on because we have serious concerns that he's going to harm himself. Hmm. At least, you know, down in Florida, whenever they uh, fill out the questionnaires from intake, um, and you fit certain criteria, they put you in a separate unit, uh, usually in a cell by yourself. You don't have your shoelaces on your belt, and they kind of take your clothes and put you in what is called like the a big turtle vest. Um, if you look at any of the uh, uh, judicial hearings that we have down here, like on a daily basis, the first appearances, sometimes if you see one of the clients come up and they're wearing like a green smock, that's like this heavy. Think of it as uh, when you go to the dentist and you have that big uh, radiator blocking thing that led. Oh protection. yeah, <laughs> that's what they're taking. you know just to keep you clothed and also prevent you from harming yourself.
0: Safe from yourself. Hmm. Safe. Got it. Interesting. All right, so say he's found guilty of this. What does a typical sentencing look like for a crime of this nature, and how soon after the sentencing will the Dallas Cowboys try to sign Richard Sherman? <laughs> <laughs>
1: this guy. See, we got <laughs> uh, I'll start with another question. I think it depends on how far into Hard Knocks they're filming because, you know, <laughs> Jerry Jones can never deny himself a story. So if there's still no filming... They might go get him right now.
2: Can you imagine on HBO, just Jerry getting into his private jet and flying out to Seattle and meeting him at the jail and taking him right. out and hugging him and taking I mean, him down to camp? We're oh, God.
1: Running up to the practice spot. Well, listen, we're going to shut down filming for the day. We've got to go out with Richard Sherman immediately and immediately bring
2: him in here. God, I have Jerry <laughs> written all over it. I'm gonna...
1: but to, to answer the question uh, in all seriousness, uh, I have to say the disclaimer now, you know, whatever Richard Sherman has been charged with, You know, he enjoys a presumption of innocence and uh, holds onto that presumption up until uh, the time that he may or may not be convicted of the crime. Okay. So to begin now, all of these are just allegations. Mm -hmm. And the state has a burden of proof to prove that everything that um, is in the 911 call, in the probable cause affidavit um, that they hear from the witnesses is actually accurate. So remember the punishable by life in prison concept that I, I talked about in the beginning. Uh, first degree felonies that are punishable by life in prison, obviously, if you were to be found guilty at the maximum end of the, uh, the sentencing guidelines, it would be life in prison. Uh, as far as Washington state is concerned, you know, I looked it up before we started this. I believe that the minimum is 20. So anywhere between 20 years to life in prison is what a sentencing guidelines would be. Wow. So this is no joke. <laughs> um, this, this is fairly, fairly serious. Um, and to say that, you know, he's being held no bond now, that is as far as all the information that we have available to us in this moment. Um, there are ways that he could be granted a bond, but that would just depend on how aggressive and vigorous I'm assuming his attorneys are going to be.
2: And do they usually, so you said, you know, people in situations where they may harm themselves are put into... Separate areas. Do you think is it usually the case where like a celebrity or a big sports figure is is kept away from like general population where he's being held right now? You think
1: usually I mean, usually when it's a high profile case, you know, the jail wants to cover their own ass. Um, everybody kind of operates on a heightened alert because you don't want to incur any civil liabilities if anything happens to them while they're in your care and customer. Like, even though he's in jail, he's still in the care and custody of Kings County court. You know, you don't, uh,
2: you don't want to pissed off Seahawks fan. That's mad that he went to the Niners. Right, right. <laughs> um, all right. A couple more questions, more, more on the terms of birds versus boys. Now I think you really handled the seriousness unless Aiden, you have any more real questions. No, I'm
0: good. That was very informative and I knew it was serious to begin with, but hearing what that sentence could be um, makes it even more serious. So yeah. thank you.
1: And and again, you know, I I, Richard Sherman doesn't have, as far as I'm aware, doesn't have any criminal priors, Mm -hmm. um, is heavily investing in his community, whether it be in San Francisco or in Seattle. Um, There is a litany of things that he has in his favor outside of this specific criminal event that occurred in his life that will lend me to believe more likely than not he's going to be granted a bond. I mean, for the state. To hold him no bond, they're essentially saying that, listen, the, the allegations here are so egregious that we have to deny him his liberty up until trial. That's a very high burden. That's higher than proof beyond a reasonable doubt that you that you enjoy during trial. That's proof, evident presumption great. where the state or the prosecutor's office is basically saying that, you know, not only was a crime committed, but in this instance, Mitchell Sherman is the one that committed it. So they have to satisfy all of that in order to keep him there. And then after they satisfy that prompt, then it will be up to the judge's discretion whether or not to give him up. So I, I say all of that to say, um, you know, you deny bail when there's a risk to the community or the person is a fight risk. I think fairly fairly certain that everybody knows who Richard Sherman is. So yeah. he's not gonna go anywhere. I mean he did go somewhere, someone who recognized him. Yeah. So yeah, it's gonna yeah. land on at least with these charges, it's gonna land on uh, the victim. You know how at risk the victim is or feels threats to their life, or uh, uh, the other allegations that are involved in the uh, the investigation with the police.
2: So like if they do let him out on on bond or bail, is it normal in a situation like that where they would like take his passport away so he's not a flight risk?
1: If you're the state, uh, if you're the prosecutor's office, that's what you, you know, standard argument, you know, we want to make sure that he doesn't go anywhere, actually has access to a lot of money, um, uh, passport, He can leave at any moment. So we want to make sure that he stays here to, you know, face the charges.
2: Makes sense. All right. Got it. So the most important question, I yes. think, within this whole realm here is I'm wearing a beautiful suit. Aiden put on a beautiful blazer. You got to, I mean, we have an attorney here, you you on retainer. So you have to rate the outfits. I mean, everybody's ranking everything these days. So.
0: Don't just rate the outfits, rate it as if, as if you walked into the courtroom and you had to defend us in court and you saw us wearing these outfits. How would you feel?
1: (laughs) All right. If I'm walking into the courtroom, right, you know, and, and I see both of my clients, obviously, uh, I have to go with the guy wearing the tie. I mean, Aiden, you got your shirt on, you got your chain on. You really don't care what's going on at court. I mean, you know, you you, you think this is all a joke. And you don't care about your liberty, don't care about your life or your happiness. So i got to bring the, guy the tie up first because clearly he wants to go home.
2: <laughs> Aiden just wants to go back to the club, head bobbing like this.
1: Exactly. He just wants to go back to the club or he just left the club. And it showed up to court today. I'm like, you know, haven't heard from this guy for months, and he shows up to me. At least he didn't miss his court day. At least so the
0: club, the club might be the reason why I'm here in the first place, wearing right. this outfit and in court <laughs> needing to be defended.
2: <laughs> you beat somebody up as a bouncer in the club, and now you're you're facing charges. Exactly. Yeah,
0: I got a little bit too rowdy, but honestly, yeah, I don't care about my liberty or happiness. After the Sixers blew that 25 point lead, that was all out the window. I don't care about that anymore. Right.
1: Yeah, I mean, they're still roasting Ben Simmons. I don't know if you guys saw the SB, like Anthony Mackie, about the whole bricks and building orphanages. That was unbelievable. <laughs> that, was <laughs> <rough>. <laughs> <laughs> that was rough. That
2: was rough. God. All right. One more from me. Who wins the NFC East? I know you're from New York. You live down in Florida now. You know, you know my allegiance. You know Aiden's allegiance. Who wins the NFC East in 2021? Way too early a prediction.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Wait, <it's> really pretty- <laughs> i mean uh, i don't even know man i i, I don't even have uh, has to hazard a guess I, I really really don't i'm a long-suffering jets fan
2: just don't so, say the guys.
1: No. <laughs> see aiden laughed aiden laughed immediately the minute i said i'm a long-suffering jets fan so exactly <laughs> i'm, I'm to- sorry i didn't mean it like that <laughs> I'll, I'll <pretty> good. <laughs> thanks aiden I'll plead the fifth <laughs> on that question because you can know my suffering is deep. It's very, very it could be
2: a lot worse in Aiden's mind. You could be a, a Falcons fan.
1: That's brutal. Is Maddie Ice still still uh, there? was mm-hmm. leader. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Thanks for now. No. For now. For now, right? <laughs> Are you guys watching the uh, the NBA finals currently? Because that's that's all I'm on right now. so uh, no, no, I
2: don't. Is it? On, it's on right now, right as we speak? Or yes, no, it didn't start yet. It
1: is on right
0: now. Yeah, um, we will have it you? on shortly for sure. Yeah. <laughs> and any predictions from One of you,
1: Suns
2: and uh,
0: five. Sons sons. Yeah. So I was to say so. Me and another guy who works for the same company as Kevin run an NBA podcast. I think we're both. He's Suns and five. I'm Suns and six. I
1: agree. I think so. Yeah. Sons and six at least. That's right. Sons and six. We'll take. <laughs> all
0: right, guys. All right, Aiden. you got anything? Nope. I'm all good. I just, um, just wanted to let you know by appearing on this podcast, that means, um, that you officially are legal counsel for any outlandish things that we say and get ourselves in trouble with on this show. Mostly me, as you can tell, by the way, I'm dressed. Gotcha. Um, so thank you for involuntarily agreeing to do that. <laughs> of course. You know, I, I'm happy to be on retainer. Uh, you
1: know, uh, as I said, uh met Kevin a while ago. He's a great guy. Uh love com- conversing with him. And Aiden hopes to get you know him as well, get to know you better as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, just do a favor, if you do get in trouble, please wear a shirt inside the court. <laughs> and uh, a- oh, I will he, guarantee it.
2: He hold on. Aiden said he knows the answer to the question that you asked my wife and I. Aiden, who is your best friend in fourth grade? He said he knows me oh, right off the top of
0: Yeah, we'll do trail. Yeah, we, he was on my baseball team. And so, uh, uh, yeah. He, we played ping pong in the back of class all the time. Look at that, just like that.
1: Just like that, perfect. Can mm-hmm. <laughs> I tell you how you remember the guy that he would apologize to again? Just rattling around in here. Perfect. That was another, That
2: was the next question. If you could go back in your life and and apologize to one person, who would it be?
0: Oh, high school senior year. Uh, there was this kid. Was a junior. He was super smart, and it was classic, like almost like out of a stereotypical like movie where I played sports and I was a jock, and we were playing volleyball in gym class. And I went up and I spiked it off this kid's face. I've uh, never felt worse because sports weren't his thing. But he's definitely going further than me in life. Uh, he like fixes computers and stuff. Like he actually wait, you has. Meet, you meet the parents, him You basically, you basically meet the parents too.
2: Yeah. <laughs> like Ben Stiller when he smashed the. Oh God.
1: I, mm-hmm. I, I bet to this day he's never forgotten it and never nope. forgets.
0: No, I was in front of the whole gym. Like everyone's playing, I felt awful. Like I think I apologized in the moment, but at the same time, the damage was done. Oh, I would go back I and can't apologize wait one and day.
2: He, like hacks into your computer and
0: yeah, definitely. Cops are <laughs> knocking
2: oh. at your door because you have files then, on your computer that you didn't even know were there.
0: I, will, I know my first call is Drew. <laughs> <Not> <laughs> he not, hacks remember. into my computer.
1: <laughs> he might be getting a phone call. Remember yeah, you know, the short and time. That's it. We got it. And
0: right here. I'm
2: <laughs> gonna borrow the time, Aiden. There we go. All right, oh, perfect. God. All right, Drew. Go watch the NBA Finals. Enjoy Florida. I'll be down there soon. We'll be hanging right, out, having some banana daiquiris. But we'll be in yeah. touch. Thank you for coming on. We appreciate hey, of course. it. Of course, anytime. Thank you again to our guy, on retainer, our legal analyst correspondent, and the guy that's gonna get Aiden out of jail one day, Andrew Courtney. Um, that was that was phenomenal. Aiden, he did. He, I mean, he broke it down in big. Used big words, but broke it down to the point where I think even Vince could understand.
0: <laughs> Low blow with Vince, but uh, yes, it was very informative. I needed it because it's it's a charge that we hadn't seen before. I don't. I think we understood the severity of what happened, but didn't understand the severity of the charges and uh, the sentencing that could occur from this. Uh, When he said 20 years to 25 years and just explaining why they aren't allowed to post bond for him right now Mm -hmm. and just explaining why that's happening, uh, that really made me kind of take a step back and realize just how severe uh, these charges are if they are true. So I'm sure there's more that's going to come to light on that case. But for the time being, having someone on like that to explain it to, to you and I was perfect
2: and yeah as this progresses if you know god forbid this goes to trial or something we'll definitely have andrew back or if anything happens during the season any players on my team probably not your team uh get in trouble we'll we'll definitely bring bring drew back in
0: and we will will wear suits again
2: yes yeah i hope you enjoyed that uh if you're watching on youtube quick wardrobe changes got to i mean you got to you got to dress for success
0: we had to be professional we had a lawyer in the house exactly
2: so what you got to do and who knows
0: listen if we end up getting deshaun watson i think we will definitely need legal counsel on this (laughs) on this podcast
2: yes you will
0: and speaking of deshaun watson let's go to our tiktok for this week because it's an argument that's being had by a few different sources Everywhere. And it's a great off-season topic. Our good friend, my good friend, future best man at my wedding, Dan Orlowski, who shouted out this podcast on Twitter a few days ago, has been talking about it. Top 10 NFL quarterbacks going into the 2021 season. Vince, come on in. I know you got your list, too.
3: Yeah, ready to go.
0: I'm sure, All I'm right. sure the talkers are going to love your list. Yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> Maybe maybe this will be the time that they figure it out, Vince. And hey, we can't do he's sixth this time. So, Yep.
3: He's the well, a. It's cuz he was 11th. He was
0: 11th. That's correct. Yes. I was actually thinking about that. And actually I'm not going to say it cuz I'll give away my list. All right. So, we're still going to go in a triangle fashion, but instead of each giving one, we're just going to give our full list and then move on to the next person and then kind of recap at the end. So, give any analysis, go, right? Just 10 down to 1. Ten down to one. Just give the names, and if there's highlight something on the way, when you hear another one of us bring it up, or if you have a certain point you want to bring it up, bring it up at the end. Kind of like book club. You got to read the book first, and then talk about it at the end. Please hold all applause to the end, which never worked. Nope. Never, ever, ever nope. works. <laughs> <Never. laughs> all right. So we're going ten to one. All start in the triangle. We'll go to uh, Kevin, and then to Vince, and we'll each give ten. So. At 10, I've got Kyler Murray. At 9, I've got Matt Stafford. At 8, I've got Dak Prescott. I deliberated on that one. At 7, I've got Lamar Jackson. At 6, I've got Josh Allen. At 5, I've got Deshaun Watson, and I want an asterisk next to it. At 4, I have Russell Wilson. At 3, I have Aaron Rodgers. At 2, I have Tom Brady. And then 1 is obvious. I have Patrick Mahomes.
2: All right. I'm going to precedent by saying I left Deshaun Watson off this list. I just did it. So he's we, not in we my probably top should
0: list. have talked about that pre-show. I didn't know if I was supposed to include him.
2: No, it doesn't matter. I don't think it matters, but maybe Vince could put a little asterisk on my thing. Let Deshaun left out. Um, all right. So 10 for me, same brain as always. Kyler Murray at 10 at nine, Lamar Jackson at eight, Justin Herbert, seven, Dak Prescott. Six, Josh Allen. Five, Matthew Stafford. Four, Russell Wilson. Three, Tom Brady. Two, Patrick Mahomes.
3: One, Aaron Rodgers. Wow. He's going right into me. I'm not used to not riffing for a second. Uh, So I started at 32. We're going to jump from 32 to nine. 32. I have Derek Carr. Nine. I have Ryan Fitzpatrick. Eight. Tom Brady. Seven. Carson Wentz. Six. Justin Herbert. Five. Matthew Stafford. Four. Russell Wilson. Three. Josh Allen. Two. Aaron Rodgers. One. Patrick Mahomes. <laughs> I had a couple wild cards in there.
0: Okay. Let's let's we'll we we'll bre- how about we break down each other's list real quick, I'll Vince. Work. Let's start with yours. Yeah, the I blacked out <laughs> there <our> Vince's. <laughs> I cannot wait for the screen on TikTok to say thirty-two and then nine.
2: <laughs> did you have Dak Prescott or did I miss that? I did not.
3: I had Carson Wentz. <laughs>
0: <laughs> listen, listen. This is one of those ones, though. If they can't, if the TikTok kids can't figure out that there's a little bit of humor involved in this one, it's never gonna happen. It's just oh, also never had
3: happen. also had Ryan Fitzpatrick. Don't know if you picked that one up.
0: I I feel like that one. Like maybe you could. People love the beard and think he's better than he is. He's a bit overrated, but
3: I Honestly, think he just could pull cool that you know, one off. I have him on here just for being a good sport, you know. He's like, Let me come into Washington, and try to fix this up for them. Was he ahead of Tom Brady? Did I hear that correctly? No, no, of course not. He's nine.
0: Fitzpatrick's nine?
3: Yeah, yeah. Tom was uh Tom was eight.
0: <laughs> okay.
3: <laughs> Behind Wentz, Justin Herbert, Matt Stafford.
0: <laughs> okay.
3: Not Dak
0: Prescott. He all was right. 11. Let's, he mm-hmm. was 11. All right. Uh, Kevin, let's go to your list. Same brain with Kyle Murray. Mm-hmm. Um, Justin Herbert was in there, and both of you guys had Justin Herbert, and I didn't, and that's like going to be my breakout guy all year. So yeah, I thought I'm that was interesting. Yes. Um, and then you also had Aaron Rodgers at one instead of Mahomes. What do you think?
2: He's the MVP. Uh, I feel like he's also going to be going into this season with a major chip on his shoulder. Um, we just saw how he attacked the match and just seemed locked in. I just, I'm not saying. I think it's it's one one a. I really, you know, when it really comes down to it, you can flip flop them. I, I would have no problem with Mahomes being at one. Um, but yeah, I just think it's that close. I just, I just like Aaron Rodgers a lot, but. um I wanted to ask you how you thought about my Matthew Stafford at five. I think he is unbelievably underrated. I think he is an incredible quarterback who's just been stuck in hell for his entire career. And now he has the opportunity to be with Sean McVay, some actual weapons um, that the teams just don't take away from him, like Calvin Johnson, and then ask for money back from Calvin Johnson. Um, And I think he has a real opportunity to actually be an MVP candidate in L.A. Same brain. I also had Matt Stafford at five.
0: Oh, there you go, Kevin. <laughs>
2: All right. So Matthew Stafford at 10,
0: <laughs> At 10. Yeah. He was eleventh. <laughs> yeah. <sighs> so I thought it was high, but not nothing too crazy. The thing I deliberated on the most when making my list was Stafford or Prescott. Mm-hmm. Uh, you had Lamar at nine and I gave Lamar the, the edge because of his mobility and he seems to be ascending. Where Matthew Stafford, no knock against them, but I mean it has been over a decade in the league. So you gotta assume it's descending. I think this will be the
2: I factored factored the team move into it too. Okay.
0: Yeah, that too. So yeah, I was just saying there that should give him an enormous boost and probably hopefully his first playoff win ever. Yes.
2: Um and I think I honestly, you know me. I am not a Dallas Cowboys homer. I may get hammered by Cowboys. I think Dak, I think Dak Prescott at seven is right where he's right where he is.
0: I had him at, at eight. So it's mm-hmm. not, you know, I think that's fair. He's, I was honestly,
3: I was debating Wentz or Dak, which is something we don't really do much here debating Dak or Wentz. <laughs> uh, but like you said, I, I, I factored in the team move,
2: mm-hmm. which yeah, I don't, I don't hate that. I, I actually seriously may put Carson at 11.
0: <laughs> I, okay, so when I started saying, and I was like, "I, I was," we were making the he's 11th joke, that was what I was going to say, is that when making this list, I was actually thinking Carson's probably eleven.
3: Yeah, I think he would be for me. Carson Wentz and Frank Reich together. It's a package, I guess, a package deal that, like me and Aiden, two of the, the very few people that understand what that fully means, but... I think I think I have him at seven. I think that's even a little low. I think last, Carson, time was, last time he was with Frank Reich, he was the MVP.
2: With this team that he has the potential, I think on my list he could jump Kyler Murray, he could jump Lamar Jackson, and has a chance to jump Justin Herbert. So Just like, Herbert, if I put him at eight, seven, I don't think he's going to jump Josh Allen. I mean, I don't know he. He could have an MVP-type candidate season again, too. We don't know. Hey,
3: hey, Listen, this isn't what this segment was supposed to be, but listen, he's got great weapons. He's got a great coach. (laughs) He's on a well-run team, and he's got a great offensive line, and their defense is good. I mean, come on. I'm sweating. Me, too. I turned off my air conditioner for this, and I'm getting a little hot.
0: Yeah. But, no, it, it's it's a little bit outlandish right now to put him in the top five, put him in like a six or seven conversation. Don't think it'll be that far-fetched by the end of the season. That's that's my hope. But for right now, I think we all have pretty solid lists. I can only imagine how. Play, so. No, I was to say, I can't wait to see who we forgot. Um, probably Ryan Tannehill or Matt Ryan or some name where you're like, really, like, have, have you watched like any other football teams aside from your own?
3: Ryan Tannehill is going to be a big one in the comments. I can feel it coming. Yep. Uh, I feel bad about
0: getting his teammate, but I yep. don't feel bad about this. one.
3: Ryan Tannehill. Yeah, is not so Titans fans about- have dragged us. Titans fans have dragged us for Derek Henry, uh, AJ Brown, and uh, Julio. They dragged us for not having them high enough on our list. I still get comments every single day saying that they're not like Julio and uh, AJ Brown should be number one. I get them I every single day on that TikTok still. I know. So, yeah. so funny.
2: I so, think they're going to be a little mad. One more, one last question for you, Aiden. If you took Deshaun Watson out like I did, would that mean you would just move everybody up and then Carson would be sitting at 10 for you? It
0: would, I would probably put Carson or Justin Herbert. Okay. I really, really believe in Herbert being this breakout candidate. We've seen so many quarterbacks take that next step year or two and yep. just become the guy whether that's because they finally get the chance to start or anything like that. Carson was that happened to him as well. His rookie season then became an MVP candidate in year two. So I think Herbert's the next one to take that step. Um, So it would probably be either Carson or Justin Herbert.
3: Couldn't agree more. And as another guy with bad skin, as another guy with bad skin, I think Justin Herbert as your breakout candidate is pretty funny.
0: Oh, that's a low blow. Now oh, I feel less only- bad about him insulting in- of Kevin insulting you with the intelligence thing. Yes.
3: Well, oh, oh, thank you. Only one of us here has worked in the legal field, so you better watch your mouth.
0: Oh, <laughs>
2: make me get Drew back on here. <laughs> all right, goodbye, Vince. That's all I got. What? That's all I have left in the tank. Yeah, I, I sweated yeah. it all out. Are you gonna go shower? Nice cold shower.
0: Yes I've been taking cold showers I've been putting my head in the freezer I have this ice pack for my knee it's that like it molds around your knee yep, yep. and I've been putting it on my neck like a fighter in round seven of 12 it's been it's been quite a week Could you just like sleep at your office is there bring it like a cot Here's the thing my office the air conditioner doesn't work in my office I have a fan like I what? have a fan yeah it's insane yeah it's That's- wild.
2: Awful work conditions.
0: I know. It's oh. so annoying. I, oh. I either always, I got the window open like during the the fall and spring, and I have a fan and everything like that. The air conditioning works in the building. It's just my specific office that it doesn't work. Somebody, like, we have individual you know. offices, but be in this in the office in general, and mine is the one that doesn't work. So no, no is, matter God where I, I go, breathe. I can't breathe. He's putting the heat on you. Yeah, literally. Literally. All right.
2: So, thank you again to Drew Andrew for joining us, Esquire, um, our legal correspondent. Thank you all for listening and watching. 66 episodes in. We have a lot planned during training camp. Guest-wise, we might even do it. Be doing an on-location episode coming up soon that we're really excited about. So, big things coming for Birds versus Boys. Make sure you're following us on Twitter, on Instagram on YouTube, Spotify, where else? Google, anywhere. We're everywhere. So click the link tree. Everything you need is there Um, and just spread the word. Tell your friends, tell your family, even if they're not a Cowboys or an Eagles fan, they will enjoy something about our podcast.
0: Probably our suits.
2: We will catch you on episode 67 next week. Thank you for listening or watching this was Birds vs. Boys brought to you by
0: State Sidewalk. Chris Hansen here, and I'm gonna need you all to take a seat right over there and check out Birds vs. Boys.
2: I think you're completely right here, and I hate it. Yep.
0: Please, stop doing dumb things. I got two phones. Upside alert, Upside alert. I might go insane. I think you're already there. There's no hope. Hope is gone. If this was an AFC North podcast, we'd be done in fifteen minutes. Bob Hope. I'm going to drink bleach. Be the team you promised me you were going to be this year. This is the Consciously Hopeful podcast. I'll be watching.